What is going on everybody, Dando here. I just wanted to start this week's podcast off with an apology as to why there was no show last week. So both myself, uh, Nicola, Guy, Lovely Louise, everyone, everyone on both sides of the Four Finger Discount Network, we all got Influenza A. It's been going crazy around here in Geelong, down here in Geelong, Australia. Influenza A has been floating around, apparently over 500 cases this, this year already. And last year, we only had five cases for the whole year. So as you can see, it's been going around. And yeah, I lost my taste, lost my smell, I was throwing up, had fevers for days. It wasn't going well. So as our way of saying sorry and thank you for your ongoing support, we're going to give you this week's podcast, obviously, and we're also going to chuck up a bonus episode this week. It's going to be one of our Patreon exclusive reviews and we're going to be throwing up Whacking Day. Yes, Whacking Day, one of the one of the greatest episodes of the earlier years. Whacking Day, the episode that features the, uh, the, the whacking of the snakes and Barry White and so much hilarity, the, the bullies being locked in the, um, in the closet at the school. Yes, yeah, so much happens in Whacking Day. It's an absolute hilarious review. We do that each and every month. We go back and revisit a classic episode from The Simpsons and check it up on the Patreon page. So if you do want to show your support, you can join the Patreon page at patreon.com slash discount. But we just thank you all for your ongoing support listening to us here on the free feed. We hope you enjoyed this week's show and we hope you enjoy also the bonus review of Whacking Day. But apologies once again for the lack of show last week. We were all incredibly unwell, and it just wasn't a good time here at all, but we're back. We're feeling somewhat better now, and we'll be back in your ears each and every week. So thank you so much once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Four Finger Discount. Hey, Mom, can I sleep over at Millhouse's? I thought you were playing catch with Artie. Yeah, but after the ice cream man cut up his credit card, he got a little depressed. Oh, my. Well, Homer, maybe you should take him to Mo's. Come on, little fella. You're hanging with me tonight. Guys... I'd like you to meet Artie Ziff. Hello, handsome. Hello, losers. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review episode FABF08. It is the Ziff who came to dinner. I am Dando. I'm Guy. <laughs> How are you? Happy to be here. <laughs> Very happy to be talking about the Ziff who came to dinner. Sorry about this, folks. Brace yourself in advance for a lot of just John Lovett's vice. I wonder how long they'd listen for if we did the whole podcast <laughs> like Ziff. <laughs> Very well played, and they will turn it off right now. Oh man, how's your day been? How's your week? How was your weekend? The weekend was fine, thank you very much. Uh, what You hosted an art exhibit. I did, uh, yes. Uh, the fine folks at Geelong Illustrators, a very nice little artist collective here in the uh, Geelong CBD, uh, were putting on an exhibition called A Night at the Movies. Sorry, <laughs> A Night at the Movies. <laughs> and given my... Uh, uh, history as a movie reviewer and all-around screen nerd. Um, they had done a bit of work with the lovely Louise uh, through her work, and uh, she volunteered me. Said, yeah, "Guy can talk about movies for a bit if you need someone to introduce it." Woody and I said, "Yes, I would." So went for along. free <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> and worth every penny. No, no. Um, so went along on Friday nights, and um, yeah, there was some really nice art. It was basically just. Some were interpretations of their favourite films. Some was just like fan art. It's like, you know, here's a nice picture of Brendan Fraser or, you know, here's a picture of the lead character from Turning Red. Um, but, you know, some were a little more interpretive and there was all all kinds of different styles. It was it was really good. Everyone, uh, Some of the artists were in attendance, talked about their, uh, their work, and I sort of gave a bit of a riff about some of the movies that were being talked about. It was a hosting gig and I was very happy to do it. If you're in Geelong, well, that's really just Dando and I, but um, if you want to come to Geelong and see a little bit of art, Geelong Illustrators uh, in the Market Square Complex, right next to the bus stop, So, <laughs> which is not exactly the best part of town. Art in itself, <laughs> isn't it? it it's, uh, yeah, it's performance art. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so was that, and then the lovely Louise and I went out for dinner at the Greek restaurant uh, around the corner and had a very nice, uh, very nice meal. Mm-mm-mm, that's good Greek cuisine. Mm-mm-mm, that's good tzatziki. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, that was pretty good, and the rest of the weekend was basically spent sleeping that off. <laughs> I just want to say, first of all, thank you to everyone who has tuned into the show this week, but big thank you to all of our patrons because thanks to your support, I was able to go out in the weekend and I saved up my pennies over the last couple of months. 
and I invested in a new laptop for this show. So I'm not using it right now. Still haven't even opened it up yet. It's still in the box. So a brand new laptop. And I'm going to be getting a video camera next. So thank you guys for your support and helping us invest in new equipment for the show. But I've got a bit of a story here. So Ooh. I went into the the one and only JB Hi-Fi uh, on the weekend Ooh. to get this laptop. And I was just going and browsing it first. And of course, when you want to get discovered, you go straight <laughs> to the- Looking for vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go straight to the, the expensive laptops if you want to get spoken to. So I was looking at the cheap ones. And there was, I can see there's two workers sort of looking around, sort of chatting. I walked straight to the expensive gaming ones. Boom! <laughs> Service oh. with a smile straight away, right? Oh, can I help you there? I'm like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I explained that I want a pod, uh, laptop that you can edit videos. We're going to be focusing more on uh, YouTube content with the show as well now. And just, it's going to be more yeah. powerful. And uh, so they, they say gaming laptops, they should just say powerful because gaming just means it's got a good video card in it, which is good for video editing. And I saw this laptop, it was a HP Victor, and it was the latest model. And it was $500 off. And I said, oh, is this like the usual special? He goes, yeah, the, the gaming ones, we very rarely do a percentage discount. It's usually just $500 off and we do it every now and then. I said, oh, okay. So it's similar to our TV shows, usually 20% off movies, Blu-rays and whatnot. Similar yeah. kind of deal, but we always just do $500 off the gaming laptops. I'm like, okay. So I did a quick Google search. I took a photo, did a quick Google search. And I found this place, I believe they're called JC Computers, if I remember correctly. Anyway, they have a few, a few physical stores and they had the same laptop for $1,000 off. <gasps> And I went, this looks like the same laptop. I'm pretty sure this is the same laptop. And the guy who I was originally speaking to was busy with another customer. And I went up to another guy and I said, just want to know, mate, is this the same laptop? And he goes, just let me say at the, at, at the beginning, if this place that you're showing me doesn't have a physical store, we can't price match. And I was like, well, I hadn't even asked the question yet. I was just going to say, <laughs> is this the same one? He looked at it and he goes, yeah, it's the same one. I said, okay, cool, fair enough. And I'm like, I don't want this guy to get any money because he was rude. So I waited for the other guy who was quite nice and he explained all, everything to me. I waited for him to come over and I showed him and I said, is this the same laptop? And he goes, nah, can't be, it's too cheap. I said, pretty sure it is. They go over there said it was. <laughs> and he goes, did he? I said, yep. So he looked at it. I could see his eyes, he sort of started flicking a bit fast. And he's like, I guess I could tell he was thinking in his head, holy fuck, this is fucking cheap. And he's like, you like, could tell at the, at the moment he realized oh shit, this is the same laptop. Mm. And then he goes, yeah, it's the same one. I said, oh, cool. So do you guys price match or should I just buy it from them? And he goes, uh, well, let me just show you this computer. And he showed me, it was $50 above cost. So he was like, this is pretty cheap. So I'll have to get confirmation that it's okay. Yeah. He did so, came back, he goes, yep, I can price match. So boom, a quick Google search and I saved an extra $500. So never ever listen to the salesman. Don't believe him. Do a quick Google search, find somewhere cheaper, price match that shit and you'll save an extra 500 bucks in your pocket. Thank you, Google. Yes. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So that was a very exciting day. Came home. I was all happy. Got a new laptop. Yeah. So it was a good weekend here in the Dando household. <laughs> Dando's the one who bought a new laptop. I'm the one who should buy a new laptop. I mean, I'm sort of dealing with a bit of an antiquated old number here. But uh, Yeah, it was a bit of a fail the last Zoom session we had with the patrons. You were just... I was actually doing that on my phone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't do that again. <laughs> well, I've done it on the phone before and it actually worked a treat. I don't know what were the... If the problem was the connection last time or whatever, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, uh, a bit of an epic fail. Apologies to the patrons. Apologies to Dando. We um once a month we do a Zoom call with our twenty dollars plus patrons, but also I was going to give a quick shout out to one of our long term listeners. He's one of the original listeners of Four Finger Discount, Mr. Alistair Danik. He's in India at the moment, about to get married to his lovely fiance. So congratulations, Alistair. Alistair, congratulations, man. That's wonderful. Yes. Uh, all the best to you and the future misses who may even be the missus right now. It is time for our review of the Ziff who came to dinner. What were your thoughts on this? I thought this was pretty lacklustre for an Artie Ziff episode. Without the Ziff, there's not much to it. It's, I mean, I was thinking the word that sort of came up was slight yeah. or, f or flimsy. Not really a whole lot to it. <laughs> uh, Dan Castellanata's strike rate is not great at the moment. He did the gump roast as well. Okay, well... I got to say, I mean, as a writer, by the way, because he wrote this episode. Oh, yeah. Yes, that no, that's correct. Co-written by Dan C and his wife. Yes, yep. I didn't hate the lines in it. I thought it was actually it was funny, but yeah, it just it just didn't have any weight to it. It's like, yeah, what's this episode about? Oh, okay. And I know when we've been talking about season fifteen, how it's like, oh, well, these yeah, you know, these aren't really. Of course, they're Simpsons episodes, but they're more sitcom episodes. They could be almost any sitcom. And yeah, this kind of felt that way to me. But at the same time, it also felt like a lot of the one-liners were like, oh, that's solid. That's that's pretty good. I enjoyed that one. Now, it, that may be John Lovitz, the presence of John Lovitz, sort of putting his spin on them. It'd be the best of the material he was given, that's for sure. I think so, yeah. But 
no, no, I think there was a, a fair bit of enjoyable stuff in there, but yeah, there's just not a lot of substance to this episode. It's, no, it's not really. It, see, the problem was the last time he came, I think it was the second appearance of Artie, in the last episode he appeared in, that was kind of like the, the follow up to when Marge kicked him out of the car when they um, when he she, mm. uh, when he took her to prom, right? With his so busy that was, hands. That was, yes, he's, yes. So that was sort of like the, the follow up to that. And they sort of tied that story up nicely. And then it was kind of like, oh, we're bringing Artie back. It was like, oh, do we really need to bring Artie back anymore? Yeah, there's not much point. Well, that, that, that's, that story had a conclusion. Had an, I, I thought the last, I think it was Half Decent Proposal or something the last episode was called. I thought it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. And, but it, I liked it because it racked the story up and then they sort of brought him back. I mean, any reason to bring back John Lovitz, of course. But mm. still, as you were saying, it just felt like, oh, hey, Artie's back. Not much of a story, but hey, it's Artie. <laughs> that that's pretty that that sums up perfectly. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no reason to do it other than you get half an hour of John Lovitz mm. doing that, and you know I'm, I will happily watch three hours of that shit. I think they realised too that there wasn't really much happening with the character anymore because this was the last time he appeared on the show, and I haven't seen his next appearance for about a decade. So this was pretty much his last okay. true appearance for. Long term, long term viewers of the shows. Like, from like, I think it was like season twenty seven or something. He appears again, maybe, but for okay. a long, long, long time, there is no more Artie Ziff. So he does get beaten up in prison. We can only assume, which was a really, really funny ending. But yeah, it's, it makes sense that why there was such a gap because it's kind of like they, they probably wrote it, made it, watched it back, and went, "Yeah, we don't really need to see Artie ever again." Probably not. No, a little thing goes a lot. Yeah, a little goes a long way, shall we say? Hey, my favorite. All right, what were your favourite moments? Now, it's funny. It's funny. I watched this episode a little while ago and I I probably should have re... Because there was a little bit of gap between me watching this episode and taking my notes and everything and us recording yep. this episode. Um, so I've got one... I've got at least one here where I'm kind of like, hmm, I'm not sure I remember this bit, but I'm pretty sure it's funny. So I might ask you about it. Yes, yes, But yes. we'll go to a few other first though. Because I... This is going to make me sound like a complete perv. I like that Homer and Marge have a robust, zesty sex life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Homer's a sex dynamo, isn't he? He is a bit. And I like that they're willing to spice it up, you know, the occasional prop. You know, they'll, they'll watch a little something to get themselves in the mood. Uh, you know, like erotic, erotic Adventures of Hercules or Nibble Homer Nibble <laughs> So, um, but the pillow talked in, um, <laughs> when they're in bed. You have the right to remain sexy, but then he does the whole sort of Miranda act. Yeah. Which I think is great. Reads are her rights, her sex rights. Yeah, yeah. reads are her sex rights, but you have the right to remain sexy. It's like, it's not sexy, but... It's cute. <laughs> it's awfully cute. Yeah. And it's the kind of it's the kind of thing you can... You, you both sort of, like, you just you just laugh, tongue-in-cheek laugh, and you get each other in the mood. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. So I enjoyed that a whole lot. Yeah. Um, just a, a lot of a lot of great Artie's, um, Artie's It stuff. <laughs> I love him saying, I would stop, but I love my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense. To me. And I really, course, I really liked the not even a fresh remark, except for this Zazuga. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's it. Uh, that, that's what I was going to say because I've I've written down here. He does this sort of bad little boy face after Zawuga. Yeah. It's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which I I am now remembering, but I just thought that's good. I like yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched that. I, I wrote in my notes. I would love to have seen John act that. <laughs> <laughs> but also Zawuga. Yeah. Um and of course at the end when he um goes to jail and he's squirting everyone, your lungs will thank me. <laughs> uh, like, there's moments in here where you kind of think, I wonder if they wrote this or John just went with it. Mm, absolutely. But uh, yeah, those were some of my favourite bits. Dando, how about you? Oh, but mine was the, the fresh remark with that. Zawuga. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, trivia for the Ziff who came to dinner. But before then, we need to give our shout-outs to our $20-plus patrons. Uh, we call them $20 patrons. They are million-dollar patrons. Million-dollar patrons, yes. Well, in, a, in in our eyes. If we get how many of them to get a million dollars? How many $20? 50000 oh, Hang on. Uh, oh, my God. I, I'm going to say 50000 <laughs> But shout-outs shout go to the man Andrew Zerr. Uh, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Zach Pruitt, uh, Timothy Burleson, Christopher Darby, Jonathan Rossi, Sally Kimberly, Joe Yolan, Jordan Moleman, Richie, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, 
Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Declan Phoenix, Grandscape Noah, and David Stewart. You guys are all absolute champions. We love each and every single one of you. Remember, if you want to join the Four Finger Discount family, you just got to go to patreon.com slash discount where for as little as $1, you can join the family, get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts just for a single dollar we do, and be a part of the, of the Four Finger Discount Facebook group as well. We get to banter with Guy and myself every single day. Indeed. Well said, Dando, and there's only one thing I love more than the patrons, and that's Dando's math skills, because while he was reading out your names, mm. I did a little calculating, and guess what? 50,000 is correct. Yes. I was a, I was a bit of a maths nerd back in school. As, you know what it was? I, I credit my mum, because she put those times table calendars on the back of the um, of the toilet door, so every time I went to the toilet, I was doing my times tables. <laughs> so I'm really good at my times tables. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I got <laughs> you know no the, comment. You know those big sheets that had the times tables in it? Yeah. I am well aware. Trust me, if you're a parent, put them on the back of the toilet door, your kid will be better at maths because they're sitting there staring at it. <laughs> it works. It works. I guarantee it. But anyway, my first question for the Ziffy came to dinner. Yes. Name three movies that were showing at the cinema besides the deadening and the other one. <laughs> That's a tough one. And I, I should have taken notes. Um, um No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, okay. I, I do remember that there was also the re-deadening and teenage sex wager. Yeah, they're the other two. But we've got Return to Ape Valley, The Fashion of the Christ, Ghost Frat, Eating Nemo, From Justin to <gasps> Cali 4. I liked Eating Nemo. It was a good one. Eating the, Nemo was a good the one. The Unwatchable Hulk, The Pianist Goes Hawaiian, and uh, Freddy vs. Jason, The Board Education. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, I have a question for you, cinema-related. How long, what was the length of the Wild Dingleberries movie? The length? Ooh, 80 minutes? No, but it actually said it on a little um, uh, poster behind the box office. Yep. 47 minutes. 47 minutes. Straight to home video movie. Not, not even feature <laughs> length. Yeah, it's YouTube length. Which popular character was in the cinema? There was a couple of others as well, but it was a popular character in, in the background. Oh, you paid far too much attention. And Who do you think would be at the cinema eating popcorn? Hmm. Worst movie ever. Oh, comic book guy. It was comic book guy, yes. <laughs> I was about to say Ken Brockman for some reason. I don't know why that the case. Your next question, sir. My next question to you. Where was the re-deadening filmed, according to Lisa? Mm. Isn't Arizona's coming to mind? Is it Arizona? Uh, no. No. France? <laughs> No, where? <laughs> France. No, uh, it was filmed in Vancouver. Vancouver, of course. Yeah. Yes, Vancouver, I remember yeah. now. Very, very Canadian because it also co-starred Canadian national treasure Donald Sutherland. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. He played the priest. Hmm. Name the doll in the movie. What's the name of the doll? I want to say Button Eye Becky. Baby Button Eyes. Baby Button Eyes. I'll give you Button Eye Becky. I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of Lisa's uh, film production company. Ah, oh, Pink Pony Productions? Pink, Pink Pony Productions, yes. Mm. I looked up that website. I couldn't get it to work. Lisa oh. the movie, I think it was lisathemovie.com or something. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't get it to work. Which magazine and from what year do The Simpsons find in the closet? Oh, wow. It's got Saddam Hussein on the front. Well, I'm going to say Time Magazine. It was Newsweek from 1986. Ah! <laughs> um, who was... Uh, Artie Ziff sharing a hot tub with in the 90s. Newt Gingrich, Gingrich mm-hmm. Janine Gruffalo, and Scotty Pippen. Correct, sir. That was my final oh. question. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's one more for you. One more. Wrap it up. Who was the first person to have their cigarette sprayed out by Artie Ziff? Uh, was it Snake? It was Snake. Correct, sir. Mm. Yes. Uh, I have one question for you if mm-hmm. you want it. Uh, what is the name of the breakfast radio crew that Bart gives a shout out to? Oh, uh, well, that's 95.3. Is that right? It is 93.5. And 3.5. Damn it. And 3.5. On your FM dial. And is, it's that, like, is that Bay FM? Is that 93.5? 93.9. Oh, okay. And they're not called Bay FM anymore. They're what Bay they 93.9. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very la di da. Wow. Great rebranding, guys. <laughs> It's like K-Rock doesn't play rock music anymore. They're now music they're music that rocks. By the way, are you sure are you sure it's ninety five uh, ninety three point five? I've got ninety five point three in my notes. I don't have the name of the people, but I've got ninety five point 
Hmm. Should we go to the um the Let's go to the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the tape. Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I know one of his but. names was Boomer, wasn't it? It was Boomer, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Boomer and it was like a stupid name, like a da- Daz or something. D- it Diz, was Boomer, Boomer and the Diz. Diz, yes, okay. All right, I'm just going the to freak thing was, when I was watching it, I, mm. I couldn't make, I couldn't quite make it out uh, with my with my hearing. By the way, it's 95.3, I was correct. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I apologize. That's okay, but yeah, continue. Uh I couldn't quite make it out with my hearing, so I was like, I'm going to have to rely on the subtitles here. But every time I paused, something would come up over that actual word. Oh, like, okay. And I was moving the, um, <laughs> I was watching my computer, so I was moving the little cursor everywhere. It's like, how can I get it so something will come up? And finally I got it. And it was Boomer and the Diz, so there we go. It's like Bart trying to read his name in the credits of Krusty. It's like, it's right there. Uh, it's there. <laughs> All right, that is trivia for the Ziff who came to dinner. After this short break, we will return with our full in-depth review. Can't wait. Good news, everyone. Everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week, we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes, gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of The Ziff Who Came to Dinner was March 14th, 2004. It was directed by Nancy Cruz and written by Dan Castellanata and his wife, Deb Lacusta. Lacusta? And stars John Lovitz as Artie Ziff, as well as all the others as well. Jay Sherman, Llewellyn Sinclair, Aristotle Amadopoulos, I believe his name is, the guy Mm. from Shelbyville, and Professor Lombardo. Hello, handsome. Another triumph. (laughs) Oh, that's one of my favourite lines ever. Another triumph. (laughs) (laughs) There's some guy who uses that on Twitter all the time. Anyone, you know, there'll be like um, an advanced screening of some movie and like it's usually a Marvel movie. Yeah. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's another high point for for Marvel, the MCU. (laughs) This guy put next one. Another triumph. (laughs) 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 Cracks me up every single time. Oh, man. Uh, so the chopboard gag is, I will not speculate on how hot teacher used to be. Ooh, bit of a shout out to Van Halen there. Yeah, and the couch gag was the kind of like the, la- I say latter season, so it's post-season 10 version of, remember the circus couch gag where it goes really, really long? It's like, duh, mm. duh, duh. that's kind of the 10 through 15 version of this, so it's the um, powers of 10, doing as the camera zooms out and it yes. ends up back into Homer's head. It's like, whoa, everyone whoa. knows the one, they've all seen it. It's just a way to kill time, I think. <laughs> Dan and Dan and um, I'm sorry. What's his wife's name? Deb. Deb. Dan. Deb. Clearly, like we're, we're twenty seconds short. Cut to the powers of ten. <laughs> Episode kicks off with Homer and the kids. I say kids because you've got Bart, Lisa, and Rod and Todd walking to the Google box. Uh, Google Plex. Google Plex. Is that what it's called? Google Plex. I believe. Google yes. Plex, yes. And they make fun of the Wild Dingle- Dingleberries movie. It's funny how they were making fun of that, but a couple of years later, there's a Simpsons movie. I wonder if they were working on the Simpsons movie at this point. It's kind of like a jab at themselves. It feels a bit that way, doesn't it? Yeah. But as Lisa says, the movie version of a TV family that you get to see for free on TV. But, and they make that exact same joke at the start of the Simpsons movie as well. Mm. Everyone's a bit in the cinema's a big giant sucker. But everything's sold out except for the re-deadening and teenage sex wave. I was like, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but Rod and Todd say we can't watch that because um, what would Jesus view? Not these. <laughs> that was, I like that. What would Jesus view? And Flanders is not there because he's taking the old folks out for ice cream to celebrate Jasper's birthday. And it's all going to plan until MC birthday enters. What a job. MC birthday. <laughs> oh, I love that gig. Bringing joy <laughs> to young people and terror to the elderly. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Um, oh, this ice cream's too cold. Oh, I cut myself on the cone. <laughs> now, now, remember why we're here. To celebrate Jasper's birthday. <sighs> birthday? <laughs> yo, 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 give it up for MC Birthday. I say a birth, a day, a birth of the day. Now my good time gang will blow you away. Never leave the day room. Never leave the day room. Never leave the day room. Then Lenny and Carl, they recommend to read Deadening because Lenny's in it uh, due to his photo being seen in a medical book <laughs> and Carl was banned from the set. What do you reckon Carl did to get banned from the set? Uh, he probably hit on one of the extras. Or um, <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Not uh, not in a sleazy Harvey Weinstein way. Just, you know, he, he probably muscled in on like one of the producer's girlfriends or something. 
And then Homer says, you know, is it, is it good? Oh, yeah, the kids. And he's like, don't, don't ruin it for me. <laughs> Let's go watch it. So they go in. They're watching the film. The kids are terrified. They think it's the the creature reaching over or the killer or whatever, but it's actually Homer <laughs> trying to steal some popcorn. <laughs> I like it when they, they do a very good job of mimicking horror movies. Mm-hmm. I reckon they, I always love the one that... Uh, what was the with the evil kids with the glowing eyes? It's like you're the one that's been bad. You've been sneaking puddings, <laughs> but yeah, this one's great. It's got the rosemary, you know, the rosemary's baby music. That la la la. It's la. terrifying music. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how Homer is really into it as well. He's talking. You know, this is based on a true story. Some of which happened in this very theater. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling I'd be the kind of I'd be a shitty. Uh, child minder like that. I'd be like showing kids inappropriate movies going, you know, this is based on a true story, right? No! I remember my Uncle Darren used to get great joy out of scaring my sister, right? So she has, she has a fear of clowns as a result of my <laughs> Uncle Darren. He's in prison now. <laughs> but he was, he was your long-term, like, it was a long-term payoff. Like he would find out that Stacey's going to watch a movie, a horror movie, right? Get into the wardrobe like 10 minutes before she starts watching. So he's in there. And he waits like in there for like half an hour, and then fucking boom! At the right moment, he's out of that wardrobe. She <laughs> screams in, in terror. Like it was like does, well thought out, well planned. Does, does Darren get invited to family dinners much? <laughs> I remember there was those other time we were staying at his house, and he's like going to the toilet, or whatever. And we're in the bedroom watching The Exorcist. We're like twelve and eight, <laughs> watching The Exorcist. And then he just does the spider walk into the lounge room. Like five minutes later, my sister freaked. <laughs> what a fucker. I mean, what a fucker, but also what a legend. I know. <laughs> but um, Homer doesn't care. The kids are scared at all. Uh, we get to, guess, get to see Lenny's scene. And I like when they, the way Lenny's like proud of, you know, it looks like they're so normal. Really, it's just they're stuck on with hot wax. <laughs> <laughs> and then he uses Bart and Lisa's heads as food and drink holders. Marge is annoyed with Homer over dinner. That um that she that he took them to this horror movie ah prepare for the horrors of life like roofing and driveway scams. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm um jumping backwards or forwards here, but I love that. Uh, I think he's telling me about oh no, it's all fine. It's getting, eh, what do you know? It's unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because like, they're going to get it now. Oh, it's unkillable. Yeah. But yeah, but I've, yeah, I've also written down here mm, a bit like Multiverse of Madness. I don't know why I wrote Ooh, that. I down. haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't tell you why. But I, I really like that Homer had the soundtrack. But this next few scenes here, it almost feels like the setup for a Treehouse of Horror segment, doesn't it? With the kids in the bed, yeah. and you hear the <laughs> ah him, ah him <laughs> from, from the uh, from the attic. And but the, it was really cool when Bart scared in bed. Oh, yeah. But also, a red nightlight would be dope. It would be cool, yeah. Also terrifying if you're a 10-year-old, though, and you're scared of what's coming out. But I like Marge saying there's no boogie-woogies or woolly-bullies out there. She puts a red light bulb on. It's a really cool visual of the the music playing and Bart shivering Mm. in terror. Lisa hears the the sounds from the roof, and we get the music again. But then Bart then hears the ahem from the attic. And they go up there to, to find out what the fuck's going on. Then we get a bit of a Blair Witch takeoff here, don't we? Bit of a bit of a shout out, indeed. Yes, the um, yeah, different uh, format size and yep. um, and the snot dripping out of Lisa's nose. I haven't rewatched the Blair Witch Project in a while. I keep meaning to. I've never watched it from start to finish. I remember just kept I kept getting bored. Understandable. Not a, yeah, not a lot actually happens. <laughs> I think you've got to be in a certain kind of mood for it. I think it's one of those movies where it's of its time where a lot of people went to that movie, to the cinema, not really knowing whether it was real or not. Mm. And I think being captivated in that way would have made the film so much better. When you know it's just all a big setup, it's like, okay. Now, of course it's a setup, you know, it makes, yeah. as, if, as if it's real, but there would have been a portion of the audience that went to that cinema thinking, I don't know about this, because they, yeah. the, they kept the cast away. You didn't, you didn't know whether they did. they were, Alive or not, yeah. Very very well marketed, that film. We've actually got an audio book I'm listening to at the moment about the best films of the 90s, and that was obviously in there. And just the story of how that film came to be is really interesting. Yeah, which um, which book is that? Is it, uh, hang on. Is it called get, Best Movie Year Ever? I think that's it, yeah. yeah. Best Movie Year about 1999. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why it's got Fight Club and Matrix and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a great book, great audio book. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll try and check that one out. I have heard about it, so... Both of us heard mysterious noises coming from this very spot. Bart and I will explore the attic until we find their source. <laughs> Must be the pipes. <laughs> what do you think, Bart? I think you're on your own, Toots. Ah! Ah, okay, 
I'll just stay calm and approach this scientifically. <gasps> oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, no! <laughs> if I don't make it out alive, I love you, Mom and Dad. Maggie, you can have my books and Bart. I'll see you in hell, you booger-eating one. That's right, we all know! Copyright Pink Pony Productions. Visit us on the web at lisathemovie.com. <laughs> then Marge is watching Kojak, I believe, with Homer. That's correct, because uh, he, he's sexier than Cannon and Barnaby Jones put together, which if you're an aficionado of, of um, uh, 70s TV detective shows, that's not a high bar. <laughs> Cannon was a big fat guy. <laughs> Barnaby Jones was like 80. Well, it sounds like Homer's, uh, not Homer, Marge's thing. Big fat guys. Big fat dynamos. But Marge, I will, I will say, Homer's a lucky man. Marge has some pretty um, pretty sexy lingerie for bed, doesn't she? She does not Or gowns too. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he reads her her sex rights, and then the kids burst in, of course. <laughs> it's her sex rights. <laughs> and they drag them out to go try and find them. And Homer's, he's like, there's nothing wrong here. But then he hears someone playing his theremin, and that's enough. He's had enough. <laughs> the... Uh, just a good gag in this, and this is why I'll, I'll throw uh, Dan and Deb some props. Yeah, um, he's got the flashlight, but then he lights it like a t- like a, a like a torch, like he's in a like a um, old Frankenstein like or Indiana Dracula Jones. Movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so that's neat. I like that. Well played, D and D. Hello, Simpsons. Hardy Ziff. None other. I've been hiding in your attic, living off the moisture I can suck from the rafters. I thought we killed him. No, we didn't. But I did delete him from my bulk email list. No, you didn't. That's right. Twice a week I get your email of the monkey peeing in his own mouth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That monkey got America through some tough times. I just love the introduction to Artie. Artie's if none other. (laughs) (laughs) The setup for after the commercial break was very, um, very blatant, though. Artie, oh, Ziff, if, what are yeah. you doing living in our attic? <laughs> all right, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, he explains how he lost all of his money. I was an internet billionaire. Ah, enough said. <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, shout out to anyone listening who invested in crypto. Oh, yeah, that's what the fuck's going on there? Oh, just fallen. Fallen like a bloody knackered elevator, that one. But it'll go back up again, right? It always goes down and up, doesn't it? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's, down it's, for the, it's down for the eight count at the moment. I think, so. <laughs> I think it's Apollo Creed in Rocky Four at this stage. Crypto is struggling at the moment. I did put a meme up a couple of days ago on a Facebook page about it. and That's right. People weren't <laughs> impressed. It's, it's still good. It's still yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway, where were we up to? Uh, the the the, um, the internet billionaire story, how he yes. lost all his money. So what happened in the early 2000s? Did the, a lot of websites just crash, did they? Or I think so, yeah. Yeah, and just and the internet b- boom just went... Yeah, it was like, oh, we're we're doing everything on the internet now. You can do anything on the internet, and it turns out, well, you can't do everything on the internet. Th- it was or, a- you know, you don't need eight companies doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked that. Um, it was the nineties, and they got Lou Baker's uh, number number five. Did it? Did it? Did it? I met that dude. Absolute gentleman. Lou Baker. Lou Baker. Yeah, yeah. So he um he was playing the, lo- at- the lovely Lou Baker. Yeah, he was playing at the, um, there was like a 90s soap pop thing, like a okay. nostalgia tour in Melbourne. And I was uh, managing the cheese the cheese TV guys at the time, so they, they were hosting the event. So I was backstage and, and Lou's sitting there waiting to go out on stage. So I was just chatting to him. He was just an absolute gem, absolute gem oh, of a guy. I, I hope he is sitting on a beach earning 20% with his uh, Mumbo Number no. 5 royalties. You know what I loved? He was there in the white suit from the <gasps> film clip. Oh, excellent! Did he have that? Did he have the big hat on? He did. Yes, he knew his oh, stick. He knew his stick, and he nailed it. <laughs> what a lord! Yeah, I know, right? But yes, yeah, so we get the story how he lost all his money. But he came to the Simpsons' house because it was a close. Marge was the closest thing he ever had to true love. And he promises no, no fresh remarks except for just this one. And I'm just going to play that <laughs> clip because it's just amazing from John Lovitz. <laughs> Don't worry. If you let me stay, I'll be on my best behavior. Not even a fresh remark except this one. Wow, 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 wow! And he also explains here, hey, no, he was jealous of what the what this family has. He he doesn't have this in his life. He's alone and lonely. He's got no money now. But Homer doesn't want him to stay there for obvious reasons. But the kids do want him. And I was like, kind of. I mean, it's convenient for the story, but it's kind of odd that. I mean, if 
a guy was trying to hit on my mum all the time in front of my dad, I wouldn't want him living in my house. No, it would be, it would be awkward. Yeah, so they tried to justify it with Bart having a full male robot on the house, and Lisa can beat him up. Just to rewind very quickly, by the way, a really great... Um, they even took my repo vans. Joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going into the back of the repo truck, yeah. Yep, I thought it was pretty neat. He's at a tea party with Lisa. He's reading her a book. I can't remember which book it was, though. He was reading her a book. It was The Corrections, I believe, by Jonathan Franzen. Mm -hmm. And Lisa explains how Homer used to read books to her, but then he he believes that they're real, and he's still looking for that chocolate factory because it consumes him. (laughs) Then Bart and Lisa, uh, Bart and Milhouse walk in, and they're like, well, I thought you were hanging out with Artie. Ah, well, the ice cream man cut his credit card, so now he tried to kill himself. So so he's (laughs) hanging in the kitchen. So Homer says, I'm going to take you to Moe's. And this is where we get the, hello, handsome. <laughs> also, you're hanging with me tonight, which I thought was a pretty good joke. Come here, little man. Like, picks him up under his arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good design, Artie Ziff, isn't he? He's just a little weasel. Like, oh, everything yeah. about the character is perfect. <laughs> yeah. I never realised that John Lovitz just does John Lovitz's voice, from him, no matter what character he's doing. It's just John Lovitz's <laughs> voice. Hello! <laughs> it's literally the same voice every time. Yeah, I mean, puts a... <laughs> Varying degrees of spin on it, but yeah, he's not really fucking around with accents too much. No, no. <laughs> like, this, this is my shtick, it works, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. yeah. We then get the Brockman News report about how the SEC are looking for Artie because he spent all the stockholders' money, including, including all of Willie's screw you money. Mm. I would love to have screw you money. We discussed this the other day. Yeah, yeah. About, uh, what would we spend yeah. our fuck you money on when we did the Fishful of Dollars review for the Futurama? <laughs> Tales of Futurama podcast, available exclusively on Patreon. Mm-mm-mm, that's good spruiking. <laughs> But yes, let us let us know, guys. Simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. I'd love to hear, if you had fuck you money, what would be the first thing you would buy? So in that episode of Futurama, Guy, uh, Fry realizes that obviously it would never happen like this, but he had, I think it was like 93 cents in his bank account. Over the course of a thousand years, he now is a billionaire due to the interest. Yes. So if you realize now all of a sudden you're a billionaire and you had fuck you money, what would you spend said fuck you money on? What would be the first thing you would go and do? I'd love to hear it. SimpsonsMailbag at gmail.com. Right in. Apart from being a patron of Four Finger Discount. Yeah, do it, guys. Do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. What's the top level patron name again? I was looking at the, at the Big patron sister, page. I believe. Big, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he's fucked over a lot of people, Artie, and they're, they're looking for him. They think he might be living in a cave somewhere. Do you think that was a sort of a play on looking for... Bin Laden. Uh, Bin Laden, yeah. Had to be, had yeah. to be. We're now having a poker night, and Ziff just has no poker face at all. <laughs> I'm in Flush Town. <laughs> and he gives away, as obviously he's got the flush. Homer is the only one who raises him an extra dollar, and he says, I've got no money left, but I'll offer you 98% of the shares in Ziff Corp, which Homer accepts. Obviously, he wins with the four jacks. Unfortunately, though, this is where the SEC arrive, and they arrest Homer. And this was the only bit of the story where I kind of thought, eh, it's a bit far-fetched, because yeah. <laughs> everyone knows Homer wasn't running the company at this point in time. True, yes. And it doesn't look like any you know contracts have been signed or anything no. like that. No, 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 exactly right. It's just going by someone's word. But I, I did love the delivery, though, of the, here's the one you want! <laughs> Tape his mouth up before he can deny it! <laughs> Credit to Lovitz. And look, I know I sound like the card-carrying member of the John Lovitz fan club here, but... It's a big fan he, club, though. He, oh, yeah, but, but he never he never dials it in or he never phones it in. No. He always, you know, really goes for it. Yeah, but well, that's his thing, though. Like, he, he's very loud. And he, he, hmm. just, it, he literally, as we've said before on the podcast, could deliver any line and it would sound funny because it's just, yes. it's, it's amazing. <laughs> do you think, what do you think his normal voice actually is? Do you think he's spoken that often like that, that it's just become his natural voice? Like, do you think if he went to the shop, he'd go, can I have a cheeseburger? Or do you think he'd he'd have a different voice? I think it would, similar but not as pronounced. Yeah. Can I have a cheeseburger? Just after a cheeseburger, please. (laughs) Can you say that again with a bit more effort, please, John? (laughs) One. One one burger with cheese. (laughs) Shut up and take my money. (laughs) Here's one man I'd love to interview. I think I just I feel like the only problem is though, the entire time you'd be laughing, so you couldn't ask any questions. Very true. Bit of a sidebar here. The yeah, lovely yeah. Louise, and I hope I'm getting this right. Mm. One used of to date John good... Lovitz. No, no, oh, God, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then she stepped up and got guy instead. Mm. No, no. Um, one of her friends in America apparently, the friend's daughter goes to school with. Conan O'Brien's sister's kid, or something like that. Hey, that's an, that's enough to be famous, man. Like I would, cl- I would claim that. <laughs> Indeed, I'll, 
I'll talk to the lovely Louise and find out exactly who it was again. But um, Conan O'Brien's sister's name is Jane, I believe. Does that sound about right? I have no idea. Okay, well... Let's go uh, with it, though. Yeah. Anyway, yes. So... What you're saying is Conan's going to be our next guest on the show. Is that right? That is correct. There's a few degrees of separation. We're working out the kinks, but yes. Can you imagine if we got Conan O'Brien? I think I would, like, fan fanboy out. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> and I'd be like, ignore him, Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I am let, not with. I am not with him. Let's let, let's just you and I talk. Yes. Uh, anyway, so that would be exciting, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that big, would be great. Yeah, actually, <laughs> very exciting. Let's, let's, let's try and make that happen. Let's try. Uh, and make but that or happen. in the meantime, I'll even get John Lovitz. I did like okay. Mohi though. This guy's the one who done the thing. That's why he's you here for. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I can't completely dislike this episode. It's, yeah. Structure-wise and plot-wise, it's a bit of a house of straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's it's nice straw. You know, they picked the they they got the the good straw as opposed to like the the straw that you know like a horse shat on or something. It's just yeah, it's not terrible. It's just there isn't much to it. But what is no. there is fine. Yeah. All right, I admit it. I did run Ziff Corp into the ground, and this man took me into his home when no one else would. And now. As a result of his brilliant card playing, he's the one you want! <gasps> Tape his mouth so he can't deny it! Don't tell my kids I'm going to jail! Tell them I joined the Blue Man Group! I'm the fat one! We come back and we've got the court case. And the blue haired lawyer just gives up on Homer. Homer thinks he's coming on to it. Mormon, I'm from Earth! Ah, oh, fuck <laughs> this, I'm out of here. So he leaves. Marjan says to, uh, to Ziff, you know, you know why no one likes you? Anti Semitism? <laughs> no, it's because you're selfish. All you think about is yourself. Oh, no, I don't. Adi, 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 Oh my God, she's right. And then Homer sentenced to 10 years. And I was like, what, why would he be sentenced to 10 years? Everyone knows he didn't do anything. But then he's, uh, Marge throws him out of the house and Grandpa's like, can I come back in? What do you think? And she's the nice one. <laughs> <laughs> the family then all waiting at prison. And I got a bit of a chuckle out of this, the pop-up book. Daddy's on fire. Daddy does hard time. Yeah. Daddy's on fire. Daddy's not on fire. Maggie's sad because Daddy's not on fire. Oh, fine. He's on fire. Yay! <laughs> Homer's just really sad, though, because he misses him. I'm going for some sort of emotional moment here. It's just, yeah, it doesn't quite sit because it's such a wacky episode. I miss you guys so much. The smell of Marge's pork chops. The way you kids kiss my owies when I go boom. <laughs> this place has become like a prison to me. Hey, Dad, maybe this will cheer you up. Why, you little... Aw, it's no use, son. By the time I get out of here, you'll be grown. Turn around, turn around, turn around, and you're a young man. And you're too big to joke. But now Ziff is at Moe's. And even though he's fucked over his friend, he's like, but you're here now. I'm going to serve you. First drink's on me. <laughs> Paddy and some of them walking from their run. They were jogging. They ran out of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Very smooth move. I believe teenage girls shouldn't smoke. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> he's a great flirt. And the thing is, like, he even knows them. But I, for, I forgot. Cause I, for some reason in my head, I, I started writing the notes. But I thought he was the one that made fun of MacGyver. No, it was Jay Sherman. The other guy voiced uh, by John Lovitz. <laughs> you made fun of MacGyver, didn't you? <laughs> but yeah, son was, uh, yeah, I'll take this guy. Because you know, he's making the hair stand up on the back of her knees. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to take him for 10 minutes on the beanbag. Just, Be 10 gentle. On, just 10 minutes on the beanbag. That's so great. And so representative of a lot of my... Teenage... Teenage romance. And 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Mo then flirts with Patty. That's ain't, that ain't going nowhere, not at all. And then we overhear Artie moaning. What the hell are you doing? Take, trying to take your socks off and someone walks in. She's like, leave them on. She likes a man with mystery. And it seems, seems to me like they had a good old session there, doesn't it? It does. It helps. That whole saying the very thing. And you were pretty good too. <laughs> it's very Artie. Like at, least one, the, yeah. at least the Artie character was very true to Artie in this episode. Oh, yeah. Regardless of what the story was, Artie was definitely Artie. But, you know, due to Selma's angry love, he's going. He's realised he's done the wrong thing. He's going to let Homer out of prison. He's going to uh, own up to it all after he's read the paper, had some nosh and some rinsing. <laughs> we then get the Brockman report explaining that Artie has come clean. And during the, uh, during the news report, Bart plugs 
Homer Boomer in the Diz. Mm. And Homer is released. And they swap the handcuffs from Homer and put him on Artie. And the guy says, look, oh, I like Homer's thinking here. He's like, can I have this added on to my next sentence? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Time and Lou. <laughs> but he says, no, you can either, I think, what is it? Take money, is it? Or uh, kick a, is it a car or a, a kick car, someone in yes. the Yeah, or kick someone in the balls. Kick, kick the guard in the crutch and they never take the car. Oh, Dad. Mm. I missed you so much. Oh, my God. Maggie, you're talking. Homer, I believe that's Lisa. Oh, Bart, what a man you've become. Hmm? Artie, thank you for doing the right thing. Eventually. All I needed was the love of a good woman. And since you're not interested... I'm not. Merely checking, because I'm into that. I'll visit you in two weeks. I have to admit, I'll miss having him around. <laughs> I don't think we've seen the last of Artie Ziff. Yo, Hobbit, I'm like your roommate. Oh, smoker, eh? Well, I have ways of dealing with you. Squirt, squirt, squirt. Your lungs will thank me. Kids, you better take your last look at Uncle Artie. Oh, look, there's a whole bunch of you. Squirt, squirt, squirt. That's it. Circle around me. Squirt, 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 squirt. Oh, I'm going to need more water. The way he says squirt is just fantastic, squat, isn't it? Squirt, squirt, squirt. <laughs> I'm going to need more water. <laughs> but just the, the look, and the just look. The, the last bit of everyone just sort of closing in on him. Oh, gather around. Yes, everybody. I like the, the looks on the family's face. I think you better take one last look at Uncle Artie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that is the end of Artie Ziff for a good decade on The Simpsons and the end of the episode, which as we've said, as we've said numerous times on this review, it's not a overly memorable episode, I guess. It is in a sense it's got Artie Ziff on it, so it stands out yeah. in that regard. But it wasn't much to the story. But still, it's always nice to have Artie Ziff around, isn't it? Indeed. Yes, as I said, John Lovett's throwing some real heaters in there. A, a, a fun, a yeah. fun episode. But yes, ultimately fairly flimsy and, shall we say, forgettable. But we've had fun talking about it for the last half hour, 40 minutes or so. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? Um, that baby button eyes is uh, pretty much unkillable. Yes, that's apparently true, yeah. I learned to always pack more water when I go to prison. <laughs> squirt, squirt. <laughs> what would you do if, when you were like in your mid-20s, early yes. 30s, right? You're at the Eureka when it's in its prime, in its heyday, in mm-hmm. the smoker's room, you're having a fag. And someone guy walks out and goes, squirt, squirt, on your cigarette. What would a guy Davis, 32-year-old guy Davis, have done? I'm a lover, not a fighter, so I probably would have been, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thrown fists. I wouldn't have thrown hands or anything like that. But I would have been just given him that look. It's a kind of. It's a kind of thing of like this guy's clearly fucking crazy. So I better not do anything because <laughs> what's his next True. move going to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the other thing. It depends on what kind of person is doing it. Yeah, if, uh, if he's willing to walk up and squirt that uh, that cigarette out, I don't know what he's going to do next. It depends on how drunk I would be at that stage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. If I would probably cut them a little bit of slack. It's like, oh, this person clearly wants attention in some way or another. Well, I'd be kind of, kind of a dude, what the fuck? Also, if we're. <laughs> I love when you I was, always. You, before you say what the fuck, you have to preface it with dude. Yeah. Dude, what the dude. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it, it indicates that you're unhappy, but. Not furious. You're not, gonna, you're not, you're not, you're not fist, yeah, fist flying. What the fuck? Now that's <laughs> that's kind of it's like, dude. What the fuck? From this day forward, your names will be. All right, it's now time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship. The <laughs> current <laughs> leaderboard stands at this in third position: Phil Hawkins on eleven points. In second position: Luke McKay on twelve, and in first position: Nora Coker on. 16 points. Okay, recent, Mr. Davis. Recent graduate Nora Coker, oh. from what I understand. Yeah, apparently she... Um, oh, she's now she's like a, a lawyer, law-speaking kind of gal. Is that right? <laughs> Nora Coker Esquire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Nora. Yeah, congratulations. All right, so what have we got for this week? Okay, some honourable mentions before we get into by the, the way, points. Guys going, guys going in fly again. Guys, by the way, I know who they are because he's told me what they are, but he doesn't know the names yet, so he's going to find out just as you guys are. Flying Blind. 
honourable mentions before mm. we get to the points uh, for a bit of a party theme. Artie up in here. Uh, a bit of a shout out to the late great DMX. Yeah, from Steve Roberts. Mm-hmm. And House Artie. Also from Steve Roberts. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, the party man in the in the prince yeah. uh, sense of the word. Steve um, always calls us from work. <laughs> We're doing the Zoom calls. He's like working machinery, just fucking here. He's like in a fucking factory. I'm like, what a man! One of these days, he's going to cut off a finger or something. Yeah. Well, actually, and then he'll be three finger, three finger Steve. Yeah. One point. Yes. Uh, two people or two, or two mm. uh, entrants uh, are sharing, or well, they're getting a point each because uh, they're a little bit similar. But uh, one is the Ziff Amendment. Jordan Saville. Mm-hmm. And one is the Ziff Element. The Ziff Element goes to Steve Roberts as well. <laughs> okay. I really, like this. I really like both those titles. They are great. They are good indeed. Ziff seems to be a word you can sort of fit into many things. It does, doesn't it? And yeah. I, I thought those both worked. I mean, particularly the Ziff Amendment, which is, you know, you, you, plead, the, you plead the Fifth Amendment because you don't want to incriminate yourself. Yeah. That's what everyone does on uh, Law and Order SVU. But yeah, that puts yeah. Jordan now on nine points. Well done, Jordan. And Steve is now on six. Hurrah, hurrah. Uh, two points. I like this one. Arties in Resonance. <laughs> yeah, another great one. Phil Hawkins got the two points there. That puts Phil in second position now on 13 points. Well done, Phil. Fly high, Hawk. Uh, and three points. Dan and I both like this one. Be our pest. Be our oh, pest. Pest. Be right. our pest. It's happened. They have returned. D.L. Gorman. <laughs> so They're D- back. D.L. is now in fourth position on 11 points. Oh, sorry. Yes, because due to Phil going up to 13. Yes, yeah, so now D.L. Gorman is on 11 points, taking the place of Phil Hawkins there. So D.L. Gorman, well done there with the three points. That puts you on 11 points. We have Luke McKay still on 12. Phil Hawkins on the big 13 and Nora Coker on 16. So she's only three ahead of Phil now. It's getting close, but there's... Garoad Harrowhill still on the 10 points there, so we can still have a couple of threes up his sleeve and get up there, but it's very close up the top here of the Guy Davis New Name Championship for Season 15. Dando, a shout-out to you, sir. Mm. I think making this a a, a blind uh, experiment, a, a, a blind challenge, has spiced things up somewhat. Yeah, it certainly so, has. Far more so exciting, props, isn't it? props to you. Yes, yes, it's far more exciting. So, once again, Nora <laughs> Coco in first position, 16. Phil Hawkins, 13. Luke McKay, 12. D.L. Gorman, 11. And Garoad Harrowhill on 10. Also, Jordan Saville on nine points. So, a lot of people up near, near the top there. It's going to take some, some some catching up to get Nora, but it can be done. It certainly can be done. So, if you want to be a part of the Guy Davis New Name Championship, you're just going to be a patron for as little as $1 per month. Just a single dollar redo. That's all it is. One single dollar redo. You can join the Facebook group. And remember, if you get your name on the leaderboard at all during the season, you go into the wildcard draw. You don't have to win it. You're just going to have your name on the board. And if you don't win it, you'll get your name into the wildcard draw at the end of the season to win some cash as well. That's patreon.com slash discount. But now, Mr. Davis, it is time for some Ziff Mailbag. Mailbag. JaVale! JaVale is here! Ooh. First question here comes from Declan Phoenix. Declan asks, what's your favourite John Lovett's role slash moment outside of The Simpsons? I always go back to the, he's losing his mind. <laughs> I'm reaping the benefits from the uh, wedding singer. Also really dug, I haven't watched it for a long time, so it's probably horseshit, but I really dug his role in Rat Race. I haven't seen Rat Race in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's, a, it's obviously a take on the original film, the old one. What's the what's the first movie called? Mad, 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 Mad That's World. the one, yes, yes, yes. Um, which is Simpsons take off, obviously. But mm. um, he plays a... I think he's married to Kathy and the Jimmy in the film. Okay. And they got two kids. I remember in the film, his kid has to shit. And he's like, we ain't stopping. He's like, but I'm prairie dogging. And I've used <laughs> that ever since. Like, I, just, I, <laughs> I thought it was like peak comedy. But yeah, John Lovitz is, is he's just great in everything. But The Wedding Singer and Rat Race are two... Standouts for me. What about yourself? Uh, I'm I'm very partial to him in the Penny Marshall, Tom Hanks, Gina Davis movie, A League of Their Own. Oh yes, as the manager, uh, right? Yeah, he's the scout. Scout, he's the, yes. The scout. Yeah, yeah, and he's sort of going around the country looking for um, female basketball players at the height of World War Two when they're all the men are off uh, fighting wars and they get women in to play baseball instead. <laughs> and uh, great movie. It's it's a really really good movie, and he comes in for about maybe twenty minutes or so. And yeah, just slays it. It's it's good stuff. I mean, he's doing very much a love its thing, uh, but he's not overdoing it a whole lot. And it's yeah, it's just good work. He's done some interesting stuff 
outside comedy and a few other things as well. There's a very bleak movie, uh, ironically titled Happiness, uh, which is about, it's one of those movies that could really only be made in the late 90s or early 2000s, where it's just like, Everything looks great in suburbia, except that guy next door is a pedophile. Um, yeah. um, um, what's that, um, American Beauty? It's a bit American Beauty-ish, but this, American Beauty is kind of squicky these days, thanks to Kevin Spacey and all that kind of business. But happiness is even more so. Uh, and John Lovers is in it as this guy who, he goes on a date with this woman who has sort of got low self-esteem and she's sort of presenting herself as, oh, we might be a good match. And she kind of turns him down or shuts him down and he's... He gets all really offended and all this kind of stuff. And it's a really good performance, so he does some great work in that. Okay. And, a, and another movie called Southland Tales, um, which is uh, made by the guy who made the great cult movie Donnie Darko. Mm. Uh, it was his follow-up to that. And it's kind of a mess, in all honesty. People are trying to reclaim it. It's like, no, it was ahead of his time. No, it's just, it's it's kind of rubbish. <laughs> um, but Lovers is in it playing this racist, basically psychotic cop um, and he's got platinum blonde hair, and he's very much sort of playing it down. But he's still got he's got the John Lovett's voice, but he's kind of you know, sadistic, talk, talking very slowly. And I'm going to fucking kill you, <laughs> you know yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, it's he, he and it's surprising and also pretty good. So yeah, I mean, I think he's got a few strings to the bow. And of course, I've talked ad nauseum about that bit in the Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, the Tom uh, Hanks. Yeah, twenty <laughs> fifth anniversary special. Tom Hanks and we're best friends. <laughs> so, my favorite bit. I love that so much. You better find it for me because I still can't find it. I really, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to track it now. Yeah, do that. All right, couple more questions. Dave Abbott Smith, as a child, which one of your toys was haunted? His Bob the Builder used to come to life and call him Tubby until he ate him. What Why? the fuck? <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Uh, toys, I can't think of my toys, but there's a fucking like ride-on thing that Holly has. Mm. And you can turn it off and the motherfucker just turns itself back on. You'd be sitting there, I'll be sitting there watching a movie and all of a sudden, hey, yeah, let's all go for the ride. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? No. <laughs> <laughs> It, now, this is funny. I, I'd never had a toy like that. Yeah. But one thing I just... <laughs> this just came to me. Um, I used to have the... I think there was a stage like in... Maybe when I was about 10 or 11 years old, mm-hmm. I'd moved... One of my sisters had moved out of home and I got her bedroom. And the folks were like... Well, mum was like, let's fancy this up and make it a boy's room. <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, new bed linen... But yeah, you know, mum went a little overboard. It's like, here's some lovely throw cushions, but in a masculine style. Um, and I liked why, one why of them. Your, and why does your mother now talk like John Lovitz? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Margaret Mary. Um, <laughs> but masculine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this is going to be a hard habit to break. It's so much fun talking like John Lovitz. Uh, we'll get some get some masculine throw cushions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like one more than the other. And I sort of had one over in the corner of the room and one that was more central. And then one night, the light was just right as I was going to sleep. Um, and it's sort of a bit of moonlight or a bit of streetlight or whatever came in through the closed blinds, the, the, the mm-hmm. gap in the closed uh, w- uh, curtains or whatever. Shone on this curtain I didn't, uh, on this cushion, cushion that yeah. I didn't like in just a way that it looked like a creepy face. <laughs> and I was kind of like, don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, you know, I was like, where'd the pillow go? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Shit happened. Um, but anyway, yes, that's uh, probably the creepiest. Um, uh, not toy, a, but... Uh, let's say, little guy. I don't like this cushion. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, running down out of his big boy room yeah. to, to mum's room. I got scared of the cushion. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that big boy room is a waste of money. Bobby's like, what? Come out to bed. <laughs> go, go sleep in a tent. <laughs> Final question here. Andrew JP, I haven't even read this. It just says, Teenage Sex Wager is getting a cinematic reboot. Who stars in it and what's the plot? And how do you Ooh. update the humour for a 2022 audience? Well, this, this is funny because, I mean... When I think of teenage sex wager, I think of like she's all that. I think of like American Pie. A cross between those two, yep. shall we say? But you know, um, she's all that has got the wager of like, <laughs> bet we can't, you know, 
I bet you know that you're the hottest dude in school. Bet you can't turn that you can't turn that girl who wears glasses and overalls into a hottie. And you know they do. I think I think last year or even earlier this year they made like a rebooted version for Netflix. Oh. Except this time it's um a hot chick saying that guy's such a dork. I bet you can't turn him into the hottest stud on campus. And she does. Um, <laughs> Spoiler. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> but I think it stars like influencers and TikTok stars. Ah, okay. So I, I imagine that's <clears throat> that's. I don't think any legitimate actor. It's kind of like how the the, the Friends special be into, barely yeah. had any actual actors from the show. It was just fucking TikTok stars and people who had big fucking followers followers on um, Twitter and stuff. Very much so. Now, I don't think you know, like Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya are going to be in Teenage Sex Wager two. You know. Um, the redeadening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, that is um that is our mailbag for the Ziff who came to dinner. Hope you enjoyed our review of the episode. Bit of fun there. The next episode of Four Finger Discount, we're going to be reviewing the episode titled Codependence Day. And I can honestly tell you I have no idea what happens in this episode besides the fact that it's the one that has George Lucas in it. Oh, okay. Dan, don't you know how much I know about it? Nothing. <laughs> Let's wait for it. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the last words. But before then, I'm just going to do a few sp- bit of spruiking here. Don't forget, guys, if you mm. want to support the show, you enjoy everything we do here, you can go to patreon.com slash discount. We really do appreciate all of your support that comes through, and uh, it's what helps keep the show running. Um, so go to patreon.com slash discount For as little as $1, you can join the Facebook group and banter with God myself and have a great time bantering with all the other patrons as well. Don't forget to continue to follow us on Twitter at fourfingerpod. You can also follow us on Instagram at Four Finger Discount as well as Facebook at, at Four Finger Discount. Uh, next episode, as I said, Codependence Day. This has been the Ziff who came to dinner. Mr. Davis, any final words for those incredible, beautiful, sensational, stupendous listeners out there? I'd stop imitating John Lovitz, but I love my voice. Shh.